Welcome to Seeing Beyond Risk, a podcast series from the Canadian Institute of Actuaries. I'm Chris Pivoli, Actuary, Communications and Public Affairs at the CIA. This year, in recognition of Black History Month, we are speaking to members of the Canadian actuarial community to get their perspectives on this event and what it means to them. Today, we're joined by Kamada Boyce, an associate of the CIA. Thanks very much for joining us today on the podcast. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. Very happy to be here today. Great. So to start off, maybe just give us some of your background, how you decided to pursue actuarial science as a career, and how did you find out about the profession and what influenced you to move in that direction? So when I was very young, I actually wanted to be a lawyer because I love to argue and I was also very good at it. But I really didn't like to read. And in law school, you spend most of your days reading. So I was like, nope, that's definitely not going to work. But I always loved math and solving problems and I was very good at that, which is what drove me math and business route at my high school in Trinidad and Tobago. I wasn't exactly sure what I was going to do career-wise with math. I was thinking maybe an accountant or an economist. And then in my second to last year of high school, a rep from the University of Waterloo actually visited my school to talk about the university and the programs offered. And he mentioned that Waterloo had a really popular and renowned actuarial science program. And then, you know, he kind of went on to explain what actuarial science was, uh, because most of the faces in the room was like, huh, when he mentioned actuarial science. And then after he explained what it was, I immediately knew that it was the career for me because it encompassed all of my favorite things like uh, math, statistics, economics. So it was from you know that moment that I started to pursue the career with the first step being successfully applying to the University of Waterloo's AXI program. Uh, so then I moved from Trinidad to Canada to attend U Waterloo, and I was also enrolled in the co-op program. So I did many actuarial co-ops, which kind of solidified that you know this was the profession I wanted to follow. And then I graduated in 2018 and landed my first full-time job at the cooperators, and I've been there almost five years now. So yeah, that's a little bit about my journey to choosing the actuarial profession. Great. Actually, as we're recording this this morning, it's the day after a snowstorm. So we have to ask, how was the transition coming from Trinidad and Tobago <laughs> to Canada? How, how, how did that, uh, how did you manage that? Uh, the transition was a little rough um, weather-wise. I think my first winter here was brutal. It was the 2014. Oh, I remember, yeah, yeah, I yeah, which no, was I a really that. bad one. <laughs> uh, so it was brutal, but now I'm a, I'm a bit used to it. So, you know, it's, it's not too bad. The last few days have been, you know, pretty cold. And, you know, when I talk to my family in Trinidad and it's warm and sunny, I'm like, oh, did I make the right <laughs> decision? But, <laughs> you know, it's just for a few months. Okay, exactly. That's that's the right perspective. Okay, let's talk a little bit about your, your current work responsibilities. So who you're working with uh, and what are some of the more interesting things that you come across in your day-to-day work that you'd like to talk about? Yeah, so I currently work for the cooperators, as I said. Uh, so I work in the individual life insurance pricing team. Uh, so our team is responsible for the pricing and design of our individual life insurance products like term, whole life, universal life, critical illness, etc. So we ensure that our products are designed and priced at a level where we are or where they are competitive in the market and also profitable. And I think they're always interesting, you know, 
things or problems in a pricing rule, especially because we're trying to balance competitiveness and profitability, which isn't always, you know, easy or straightforward, especially because each product is so different. So, for example, you know, how we would approach, say, the reprice for our term products would look uh, way different than how we would approach our reprice for our universal product. And even, you know, looking at one product itself, like one year's reprice, we'd face different problems um, and have to create different solutions than, you know, a subsequent reprice for that same product. So, yeah, I would say, you know, most of my day to day kind of interesting things or problems surround finding appropriate solutions to strike that perfect balance between making sure our products are profitable and also remain attractive in the market. Now, we wanted to get your perspective on the importance of Black History Month. So maybe you can share with us uh, what it means to you and, and how you are commemorating this event. So for me, Black History Month is important because even though, you know, I do celebrate being Black every day, it is an opportunity for everyone, including myself, to celebrate and appreciate the many contributions that Black people have made to society. And it's also a time where, you know, we can raise awareness and reflect on the history of Black people and also the struggles and uh, systemic issues that we still are facing today. And I include myself in this too, because even though I am Black and I do live my Black experience every day, Every year during Black History Month, I learned so much more about the history of Black people here in North America, uh, the various and countless contributions and experiences of Black people throughout history. And I learned about areas of Black culture that even I may not have been previously exposed to. For example, last year uh, during Black History Month, I remember I learned that a Black man named George Speck, uh, better known, I think, as George Crumb, invented the potato chip, which I thought was just very cool. And I didn't know that before um, last year's Black History Month. It's important for everyone to, you know, take the opportunity to appreciate and acknowledge how Black people and Black culture contribute to all aspects of our society, whilst educating ourselves on the systemic issues that Black people still face today and, you know, being allies to help eradicate these issues. And in terms of me particularly celebrating, I try to celebrate, you know, Blackness every day, but I usually use Black History Month as an opportunity to give extra support to Black-owned businesses. Um, I attend Black History Month celebrations. I make an effort to learn, you know, more about Black figures and their contributions. And I try to use my voice to help increase awareness uh, surrounding Black history, culture and experiences and educate people, you know, on important issues faced by the Black community here in Canada. Okay, that's great. And I was hoping you could share with us some thoughts about the International Association of Black Actuaries. So if you could fill us in on what that organization does, uh, what sort of initiatives and events that they happen to sponsor. So I am the leader of the Toronto affiliate of the International Association of Black Actuaries, commonly known as AIBA. Uh, so AIBA is a volunteer-based organization uh, dedicated to increasing the number of successful Black actuaries through programs that address the underrepresentation of Black people in the profession. AIBA also provides a much-needed community for Black actuarial professionals and students uh, with around 11 city affiliates throughout uh, North America. Two of the newest affiliates were actually established in 2019 in Canada, and those are the Toronto and the Montreal affiliates. 
So a crazy statistic that I learned when I joined the organization is that less than 2% of actuaries in North America are Black. And the reason for this is that there are you know, many barriers that exist for diverse candidates at each stage of the career pipeline. So for example, there's little awareness about the field. So the majority of Black candidates don't learn about the profession until after high school, uh, resulting in you know less preparation for the coursework required in the profession. And usually Black candidates also have fewer connections, if any at all, in the field, making the connection with mentors and internship and job opportunities in the field far more difficult to obtain. Another barrier is time and course associated with the exams, resulting in decreased prep time and thus an increase in exam failures and a number of candidates kind of leaving the profession. So generally, candidates just experience, you know, many roadblocks and may discontinue uh, the pursuit of the career at each stage of the pipeline at a much higher rate than other races and ethnicities. And IEBA seeks to address these barriers and, you know, provide tools and programming to support candidates on their path to becoming an actuary. So some of the ways that IEBA is trying to address these issues, they're increasing awareness of the profession through outreach. So for example, last year, the Toronto Affiliate partnered with the CIE and other organizations to participate in several high school outreach events where we raise awareness about the actuarial uh, profession, specifically in minority communities and schools. IEBA also uh, provides financial support through, uh, there's an IEBA scholarship, which has awarded over a million dollars in scholarships to university students. They also have an uh, exam reimbursement program, uh, which gives, you know, Black students financial support to sit uh, exams. IEBA is all about building networks. So there is an IEBA bootcamp program that is like a multi-day soft skills program that culminates in one-on-one interviews with some of the industry's top employers. There's also an annual meeting that's hosted every year and that draws close to 500 attendees, sorry, across all levels and practice areas. And it's like a premier destination for professional networking and a great place to connect with mentors at all levels. And then I would say locally, the Toronto and Montreal affiliates organize various outreach, social and professional events throughout the year. So we've done things like game nights, happy hours, joint speaker series events with top employers, professional networking events, high school and university outreach events, to name a few. And actually, our first event for 2023 is a joint Black History Month event with the CIA on February 24th in Toronto, where we'll, you know, kind of enjoy an evening of food, culture and connection. So the registration for that event is open. So I will definitely check out the CIA events page for more details uh, on the events. And also there you get the registration link to sign up. Great. Well, thanks for sharing the information today. And thank you for coming on the podcast to speak with us. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me, Chris. If you enjoyed today's conversation, we invite you to subscribe to our podcast series and catch up on prior episodes. As well, if you have ideas for a future episode or you'd like to contribute to our Seeing Beyond Risk blog, we would love to hear from you. Contact information can be found in the show description. Until next time, I'm Chris Fibole, and thank you for tuning in to Seeing Beyond Risk.